The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the March 6th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to go over our season-long edition here with uh, a lot of stuff that happened. Man, yesterday was awesome. We'll talk about that. Uh, some young guys on the rise and some guys going down, rest, all that stuff we worry about post-trade deadline. With me to do so, as usual, is Ryan Canass. What's up, man? Not much, Mike. We're, uh, we're entering crunch time for fantasy owners here. There's, you know, what, five, five six weeks left? Yeah, we're in, uh, you and I are in, uh, what, quarterfinals for our 30-man league. Uh, my team's coming in pretty cold. Um, me losing Levine really set me back, but your your team's been looking pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I don't know if I'll escape next week. I'm uh, up against Brewski's red hot team next yeah, week, so we'll see. He's hot at the right time for sure. Um, okay, so let's get on this. Uh, let's talk about the Suns. And just really quickly, yesterday was so good. Like I had so many errands to run yesterday, and I couldn't get any of them done. I went grocery shop. I found out that going grocery shopping. It's Sunday night at like 8.30 is not really the best time to go. There's like so many things that were out of, so many stock, so many shelves weren't stocked. So lesson learned, man. Don't go grocery shopping at like 8.30 at night on Sunday, apparently. I also learned that apparently you shouldn't get sushi at Sunday because most sushi places don't get fresh fish. Really? Just a little, just a little tip. Didn't know that. I, that. My ex and I used to always get Sunday sushi and I never complained. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it's fine. I just I was reading some blog, you know. Huh? Yeah, she uh, she's super picky. Like she won't go to. I'll go to any. I'll go to any sushi joint, man. What about, what about? Are you like? Are you picky on sushi? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm picky, but I've I've uh, been spoiled. I live in Portland, and there's a t- it's like a super foodie scene. So there's there's really no bad option for sushi yeah. unless you go to the to the grocery store, I guess. Yeah, actually, you know, um, you know there's, there's this place called uh, AJ's. It's like kind of, um, like if you live on the East Coast, it's kind of like Wegmans, you know, kind of like a nicer grocery store. Yeah. And they have really good sushi. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah that, that's a fair point. I'll, I'll eat sushi at Whole Foods all day. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's grocery uh, sushi sometimes gets a bad rap, but... All right, so no more sushi talk. Let's talk about uh, the Suns, man. They are fun, and they're hot. They're winning games now. They're ruining their lottery status. They, the Lakers pretty much got the number two spot in the lottery locked up. The Suns are sliding. They may fall to the top five-ish. They're in the three spot, but uh, we saw it. We saw this thing coming, this youth movement, and they went hardcore all the way. Uh, we knew Tyler Ulysses was going to come around, and then Alan Big Sauce Williams has been insane. Um, so what were your impressions of the week? And I guess, what do you think going forward? Who do you, how, and then how, I guess, how do you evaluate guys for like pickups and how much do you trust them? And what else do you think may happen in this situation? I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's funny when a team wins three games in a row and we say they're sliding, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's fair enough. I mean, they're losing lottery balls if they keep this up. Um, but yeah, they've been really, really impressive. And obviously, you know, Earl Watson had basically a mic drop. Uh, mic drop moment after yesterday's game in the press conference he just said Tyler Ulyss no more questions <laughs> uh and yeah I mean Ulyss was awesome he uh 
He was he was there throughout the game. He obviously hit that that clutch game winning three pointer after the steal uh, on Isaiah. Um, crazy turnaround. I mean, Suns trailed by by uh, two with what eleven seconds left, and they ended up winning by three. Yeah, but but he really did it throughout the game. I mean, you'll you'll see that one shot on the highlight reel. But he was he was awesome all game. Uh, ended up playing thirty three minutes, and that's despite the fact that uh, Eric Bledsoe got heavy minutes. It helped that Devin Booker was in foul trouble, but uh, you got to like Ulysses as a pickup. Um, Marquise Chris blocked five shots. That's a career high. He was awesome, just rim protector, um, and he he's been really good lately. He a little bit hit or miss offensively, but he's chipping in enough in other categories to kind of smooth things out. So if you picked him up, you have to be happy with the returns. Um, who we got? Uh, Alan Williams, obviously, has been a double-double machine. He's got three in a row. He's just he's on cruise control, and the good thing there is he only really needs like twenty something minutes. You know, if, he, if he's getting twenty four minutes a night, he's gonna get it done for you. Return mid round value, block shots, uh, you know, more double doubles. So he yeah, has a lot to like here for these, the, the youth movement and TJ Warren too. Just absolutely trending in the right direction. So if you picked him up before during the All Star break, um, he's he's been terrific. Yeah, a couple other things, too. Watson said he wasn't planning on changing his rotation, so we may not see Tyson Chandler back. They had the whole, we want to see Euless first, or second, if you can, like, as far as, like, the, the number one, number one second unit guy. They made that clear, but they weren't clear on if they wanted to play him next to Barbosa or Knight, but with the way they've been playing, because they, they wanted to see if he was better with an off-ball guy like Barbosa or an on-ball guy like Knight, and, I mean, it's pretty clear he's better with an off-ball guy. He and Barbosa have been really good. Uh, you mentioned the Bledsoe thing. That line, they played Bledsoe, Booker, and Euless together for 10 minutes yesterday. Um, that's, I'm pretty sure that's got to be a season high. Um, they only played together for two minutes previously um, post-break. So um, big up, big bump there. Uh, second unit, like, like you were saying, was huge. The Euless, Dudley, and Saustrio, they're plus 13 and 90 minutes together since the, the break in six games. Uh, it's just marvelous stuff from those guys. And who else... Um, Derek Jones Jr. has been kind of sneaky good, man. Uh, they put him in some really tough defensive situations, uh, kind of like one of their lead defenders. He's had a couple really nice blocks yesterday. Um, really sneaky guy. I could see us talking about him for DFS on some days. Um, but yeah, I mean, Booker, like you said, had kind of a down weekend. We're, we're still, the other thing we've talked about too, which is why, and I said, by the way, that if, uh, uh, I'll bet my life that Euless goes off after the break, right? He's he's going. Yeah, I still call that. I still get ago. to live. I still get to live. Um, <laughs> dude, he looks so good. I love that guy. I think I posted like twenty vines or videos of him over the weekend, man. Like that guy. Yeah. You mentioned the shots. He had this one drive where he was contested on his right side. He's a righty, and mid air he switched lefty from like the free throw line, banked it in. I love that stuff. And like this, the screen roll game. He's one of the best bounce passers. Helps to be so short. And I was looking at our older blurbs, and it was funny. We mentioned Isaiah Thomas as, like, a short guy that the Suns had. And it's funny that, like, his, I guess, aha moment of being awesome happened against Isaiah Thomas. thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Um, but, yeah, if you, like we've been saying all, all along, be careful about Bledsoe. And, yeah, TJ Warren looks pretty good. That's pretty much all and we're going to see. You mentioned Derek Jones Jr., and I i mean, I don't think you can touch him outside of very deep leagues right. just because the, the minutes aren't there as long as Warren's healthy. Um, but he's looked awesome, and in the past seven games, he's made 16 shots and missed three. Dunks, dunks, um, dunks, and dunks, and, and dunks, and dunks, and dunks. 
Yeah, exactly. Because all of his shots come come at and in the rim. Um, and he, he's very foul prone. I mean, he's got a lot going against him, but uh, got, got to kind of keep an eye on the deep leagues. Yeah, for sure. And we know TJ Warren. He had a couple hits on the head over the weekend. Like he's not exactly the most durable guy. Uh, who didn't we talk about? I think we pretty much everyone. I feel like we're missing someone. Uh, Alex Lynn. We haven't talked. Yeah, about. let's talk about him. What, uh, oh, yeah, Marquise Chris too. Like, the stat line was great. He was so fundamentally sound. By far the most fundamental game I've seen him play. He only, his fouls were down. Um, he had, a, like, a late box out that was big. He had just good screening. Just all these little things that don't show, show up in the box score. And he did it for a whole game. Usually he'll do, like, two or three possessions like that. So, yeah, yeah I, I, am, I love Marquise Chris, man. I think he's going to be maybe even top, like, 60 going forward. I'm kind of sold. Um, but, yeah, what, what are we doing with Alex Lynn, man? Like, obviously dropping for sauce. But I mean, is he even stashable right now? Uh, honestly, I'm I'm moving on. I'm not gonna hold on to Len at the expense of some other hot free agent. Um, I just think cut your losses at this point. He's getting outplayed on a nightly basis by by Alan Williams. So yeah, what's to like? I don't know. Just look at his look at his box scores for the past couple weeks uh, since the break. It's it's not pretty, and he looks lost on the court for long stretches. Um, yeah, I just don't like it. Yeah, he's basically getting Thon Maker, uh, which is you start, you play that first stint, you start the second half, you play that first stint, and you're done. Uh, and that's pretty much where he's been. So, yeah. yeah, he'll be better. I mean, he's really bad right now. Usage rates down, not blocking shots, five straight without a block, um, three straight without a steal. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. Okay, so let's move on past the Suns. That's we knew we were going to spend a lot of time on them. Um, the team is kind of on the other way. Is the Warriors? They were somewhat close. I think if they didn't turn the ball, they kept their turnovers down to eight yesterday. I think if they were up to around twenty, they probably would have lost. And a big reason why they've been so bad is the reigning two-time reigning MVP Stephen Curry has been pretty bad. Uh, ice cold. Uh, he had I think what was it four or thirty-one before yesterday. Only five or thirteen. So we fired away. Uh, they went with more screening stuff late. And, I'm sorry, in the third quarter, second half. So what's up with Curry? Like, do you have any concern at all uh, about his little slump or Durant affecting him or anything like that? Harry B uh, not being around there anymore? Or what, are your th- what are your thoughts on him? No, that's an amusing thought, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm completely fine. I mean, if you remember in December, he shot 42.7%, uh, went through a really bad slump, and some of his owners started to panic. And we, we were just like, please, uh, practice patience. <laughs> and then sure enough, you know, he, he went bananas in the new year. So I think we're just seeing a, a very temporary slump. You know, two March games, he's shooting 41%. Uh, uh, Steve Kerr gave him a little pep talk on the bench yesterday. He's the, uh, you know, I don't know if you saw it on national news or uh, national TV, but he basically was like, you know, you're not shooting well, but look at your plus minus. You're really impacting the game positively. So he's, he's just going through a little slump and... Absolutely nothing to worry about. I think without Durant, we're going to see MVP level Steph for the next month. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I view him as a you know number one, number two fantasy player. So yeah, I'm with you. I think he has a 34 usage rate without Durant. Uh, his efficiency is down, but his efficiency is overall down. Um, I'm not worried at all. Like I'm, I pretty much agree with everything you said, man. It's Stephen Curry. This guy's been ridiculous for two seasons, especially last year. And, yeah. And, t- Sorry, you, you mentioned the usage rate. It jumps from 26.3 without KD to 34.2, or I'm sorry, uh, 26 with him and 34 without. So uh, Clay, Clay also gets a huge jump from 23.5 uh, 
uh, with Durant on the court to 31.6 without him. So I think both those guys are going to benefit. Yeah, Clay was hardcore chalk uh, on Thursday for DFS, and he flopped. A lot of people had Clay in their lineups. Um, but yeah, I'm, I totally agree. What about uh, and Draymond? Going to be a little bit of a boost, or what? His, he gets a little bit of a usage rate bump as well. Yeah, a little usage bump. Um, more assists, maybe, better assist rate too. Yeah, and we'll see a few more minutes, I think, because you know, without Durant filling in some power forward minutes, they're going to need more from Dre. So, um, yeah, I, I think he'll also get a little boost. Yeah, and then one other thing, and I just want to add, like national guys, like oh, they have Harry B. Like, I swear people don't know Pat McCaw exists. I mean, I'm I'm probably Mr. Pat McCaw. This guy's good. Um, he plays really good defense. One thing that's really discouraging for like fantasy, I guess, is his usage is so small when mm-hmm. he plays next to the uh, the guys, the stars. Actually, my favorite stat looked up over the weekend was uh, his on-off splits without Stephen Clay. Uh, he has a 19.0 usage rate, pretty good. But when he's with Stephen Clay, want to guess how low it is? And about uh, not not too many minutes. But, Nine. Yeah, eight point one. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's like, Rude. oh, what was it? Uh, Gary Harris had like a, a three point nine usage rate in his scoreless game. Like this, crazy the the down usage games. And then Solomon Hill had a five point nine in forty minutes, um, in the game two games ago. Anyways, um, does McCaw do anything for you? Um, obviously Matt Barnes starting playing poorly. I was right. really impressed with Matt Barnes. Uh, people picked him up, picked him up and dropped him really fast. I, I noticed on the Yahoo trends. Uh, any, yeah. Anybody there? David West gets a slight bump. Andre Iguodala has been somewhat disappointing. I thought he was going to be a big winner and kind of sneak in like top 80, 90 value. I'm still on Iguodala, yeah. I think. He, he, I mean, he, he was already doing pretty well with Durant. And I think without him, you know, the Warriors aren't going to, quote unquote, unleash Iguodala. He's, he's a veteran. They need to limit his minutes, keep him fresh. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a solid guy to own. Uh, McCaw, I would have been on if Barnes hadn't come. And obviously the Warriors like him. He closed out, uh, you know, he played the final six minutes yesterday versus the Knicks uh, with Barnes rooted to the bench throughout the fourth quarter. But, it's, you know, his role just isn't robust enough for me to really bother picking him up. Yep, no, I agree with everything he said. I just kind of keep an eye on him, maybe if Matt Barnes fades. But they apparently going to try Matt Barnes out. All right, so we'll move on to just quickly, uh, just to tie in a Curry here. How good Seth Curry uh, he has a better effective field goal percentage than his brother, believe it or not. Um, he's just been so good, man. Like, top 50, I think, since 2017 started. Um, just huge, huge, huge. And what a swing and a miss. Like, he got such a great contract, man. And, yeah. and even uh, Mark Cuban said he's going to basically keep Seth around for a long time. So, that's good for his keeper value, man. He looks, he looks real. I was ranking um, some dynasty guys. I had Seth pretty high. I had him probably, like, 65, I think. Yeah, I mean, that seems fair. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cuban said he wants him to be a Mav forever, um, which, based on his recent play, I get. Uh, yeah. Past eight games, he's shooting 55-plus percent, hasn't missed a free throw. And what's impressive is, you know, his minutes are increasing, his shots are increasing, and obviously he's on the scouting report. Teams are, you know, loading up against him defensively. They're game-planning for him, and he's still finding his spots. He's, he's knocking down tough shots. Um, very, very impressive, and... Early in the season, a lot of owners were like, what's so special about Seth Curry? Why do you guys keep touting him? <laughs> and it was mostly based on the fact that look at their backcourt. It's injury prone. It's old. The team's going nowhere. They're going to have to you know, give him the keys at some point. Um, I didn't think that he'd be this good. I don't think anyone did. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's doing it all right now. So if you own him, congrats. 
I pin my. I uh, one of our bold predictions was uh, Seth Curry is going to be a top fifty guy for me. I think something like that. I was, I was pretty high on Seth. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, dude, he played four games before last year. Like he had no chance, and we. I mean, Seth was pretty good. Obviously, he lost the rookie of the year to Tyreek Evans, but it took Steph about four. His fourth year was when we were like, okay, this guy's good. Um, when he had the first twenty with that twenty. Uh, three-point game, 3.53s, and he was just awesome. Um, so it took him some time. Um, you know, yeah. pretty much age 25-ish season before he really got going, and or age 24, 23-ish, when he started going. But, yeah, uh, I'm sold, man. I think he's going to be really good, and, yeah, congrats if you picked him up. Okay, um, just moving on. Uh, Bohan Bogdanovich had quite the weekend, uh, or week, half a week, uh, tons of threes, Big shots. They would have probably lost yesterday if not for his heroic shooting. Um, what, he hit nine threes yesterday, I think it was? Nine to 12? Eight. Eight to 10, yeah, eight to 10. Uh, nine to 12 overall, eight to 10 from three. And then he had six three game. Are you sold on this? I mean, he's only a two cat guy. Uh, I mean, in as much, yeah, I mean, you, you said it. He does very little. He might help you from the free throw line a little bit, uh, but he's just scoring and hitting threes. He does. Absolutely nothing else. He's since the break, he's averaging uh, almost 16 points and three triples. But he's got uh, two two rebounds, 0.7 assists, 0.5 steals, and 0.3 blocks. Um, there's just nothing to see here for Roto. If you're in a points league that that heavily weights uh, scoring, maybe give him a look. But I, I don't trust it. I mean, he's shooting out of his mind, and he's going to have to keep that up to have any value. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, some guys have caught, lost some minutes. We saw Gortat take a little hit. We saw Porter take a hit earlier in the week when he was struggling. Markeith a little bit. Obviously, Kelly Oubre is out of the picture now. So, do you, do you see Bohan affecting any of these guys at all? Or just kind of like hit and miss here and there? Yeah, it's the hit and miss thing. It's, yeah. you know, I think Brooks is going to, whoever's uh, not really feeling it that night, might see their minutes dip. Uh, it's, it's nothing that's predictable enough that you can really knock down like Porter, you know, a round or two. Um, I think it's just, it's just going to be a game by game. Yep, no, I agree. I'm not, I'm not panicking. I think, um, it just yeah, a little bit. You know, I mean, Marquise Morris's minutes have been good. Otto Porter had like that two game dip that kind of cost him. So his last three, he's only played 29, which is still fine. Uh, and he's cold. He's he's just only made 35 percent from the field in that span. So that's kind of cold for him. Um, and yeah, Gortat's minutes are way down. So it's actually the only thing I'm slightly worried about. Not that I would like freak out. Is a little bit Gortat. Um, I mean, my, my Hemi's playing well, kind of playing well. He had probably his best game, what, three game, two, three games ago. So, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not panicking. I mean, there's nothing you can do. You start marching Gortat every day. Uh, he's really good. Okay. So moving on, um, just quickly on Nikola Vucevic, uh, banged up. We, we saw this Achilles flare up last month and now he's back on the injury report. Missed the game yesterday. Uh, Biombo had a good game. You pick it up Biombo and obviously the, the magic are also playing for lottery balls. Yeah, worrisome situation for Vucevic. I mean, uh, as Avery Bradley's owners can tell you, uh, Achilles injuries are can be a real pain, and especially the fact that this one's been lingering since mid-February. So Orlando, you know, could eventually decide to shut him down. There's been no talk of that, to be clear. Um, just just a definite concern. But as far as Biombo, I'm not picking him up. I mean, he's coming off a season-high 15-rebound game. But he does so little else. He'll block a couple shots, uh, extremely low-volume shooting. So even though he's got a solid field goal percentage, it doesn't really help you that much. Um, I've never liked him and still don't. 
Yeah, unless I'm dying for a rebounding man. I mean, like if you're looking at your matchups and you're like, oh, okay, I could use a little rebounding boost, that's going to be a category I'm fighting for. That's like the only, and maybe even blocks too. So it's very much dependent on who you're facing. Obviously, with playoffs, that's much more of an important thing. Um, other thing too, more usage to go around. So we saw uh, Terrence Ross kind of play well, who's been pretty. I mean, he's been good besides non-shooting stats. He had a, a two-block, two-steal game. Um, he's been back to back. Actually, he had the same thing on Friday. So he's doing a little bit more yeah. than scoring. I mean, I, I like Terrence Ross. Yeah, I didn't expect the defensive stats to be there. there. Um, he's been he's been really really good. So I I'm all for picking him up if he's still out there. Yeah. Two point oh steals in his last five. That's pretty awesome since since the break. So um, yeah, definitely a guy I pick up uh, over pretty much everyone we've talked about like loop one pickups. Uh, okay, so just quickly on the Cavs, we saw them rest. This is kind of coming. We saw them play. I think if they had blown out the Hawks, um, and the Hawks the Hawks scored seventy points in the second half and they lost. But that's what happens when you fall behind early. Uh, Kyrie and LeBron both scored 20 in the first half for the first time as teammates, by the way. So what are you doing here with like Kyrie and maybe Darren Williams as a plug-and-play stash? Like If you're playing in a roto and you're, you know, you're good on games and you want to put, uh, kind of hold Darren on the bench and then play him when Kyrie sits, like anything like that intrigue you at all? Not really. I mean, Darren as a starter earlier this season was uninspiring. I don't think he's going to do much better in Cleveland. So I'm not, no. I, I think you could use a roster spot on someone better with higher upside. Um, even in the situation that you spoke about, you know, you're in a roto league with a games played limit. You just want to plug a guy in there. Um, I think there's going to be better options than Darren Williams. And as far as like LeBron and Kyrie with the rest days, that's yeah, just something owners have to live with. When it's not a shock. I mean, I think it was before the season. Ty Lue said that he was going to try to limit his stars minutes. So what did you expect, you know? And the, the real danger here is that Cleveland has four more back-to-backs in March. Uh, and then in April, even though, you know, there's only two weeks left in the regular season, they have two more back-to-backs. So you're talking about six back-to-backs uh, in the final, essentially, five, six weeks of the season. So, you know, uh, it's not like you can, you know, most trade deadlines have passed. There's really nothing to do but suck it up and hope that they don't, you know, sit during the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, and then don't forget, Kyrie has sat in non-back-to-back games before. He sat in both halves of a back-to-back um, back yeah. in December, at the mid-December, like right before Christmas. Um, yeah, if you have Kyrie, I'm pretty worried. I mean, look, you have to, obviously, unless your trade deadline's still there. But, yeah, you, when you drafted these guys, you knew that they're going to get rest late. And here we are. Kyrie's been really good. But he, going forward, he's going to sit probably over under five and a half games. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I th- I'd say five is about right. Yeah. And if, you, if you own them, you basically just hope that the Celtics win every game. Because yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland's up three games on them. And as long as Boston keeps the pressure... You know, they might not rest them as much, but it's it's risky. Bad loss for Boston yesterday, man. I mean, that, that would have been big. They would have been two out if they had won that game. Yeah, and in fairness, they were missing two starters in Portland and Bradley. But that was still, yeah, that was a disastrous ending. Yeah, oh, man. Poor Isaiah. The king of the fourth. He got a, yeah, not anymore. He choked. Okay, so last thing we got to talk about is the 76ers, and they have absolutely, positively no truly healthy centers right now. Um, Jaleel Okafor is doubtful today. Rashawn Holmes had a hamstring issue. This is the same hamstring he messed up in his rookie first, the first month of his rookie rookie season. 
Um, missed about eh, 10 days, give or take. Um, so something to watch. He did have to go to the locker room on Saturday. He did return, look fine. But hey, hamstrings, we know that that's nothing to be messed with. Kind of like Achilles. Um, we saw Justin Harper play like, I think, 15 minutes at center. We see Dario Sarge play minutes at center. Um, Roko's playing a ton of four. We've talked about Roko for a good month. He's been balling. Um, what are you doing on the six? Anything catch your mind 76ers-wise, like Rashawn Holmes must pick up or any, anybody else like pickups-wise? Yeah, I mean, Holmes, it, you know, he's probably owned already in, in every league worth it. So um, Okafor, just cut him, please. If you yeah. own him, don't. Don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. You're right. They have absolutely no depth. Uh, it's not like Tiago Splitter is going to save him. So I think just roll Holmes out there. And I don't. I mean, I don't know what the roster situation is, but might they have to add a free agent here? Yeah, they signed Sean Long uh, to a ten day. I mean, that's pretty much their plan. Uh, Justin Harper, he played his most used center lineup in the D League with the defenders. I think he played sixty eight minutes. Uh, I think they had like a one thirty three offensive rating, which I thought was fun. Uh, good old D League. But um, yeah, they're they're gonna have to piece it together. I, I don't think Harper's that bad. He's six ten. He's got size. So I think that I think Harper's still the next man. Uh, I picked him up in the thirty-man league because he can shoot a little bit, good three-point shooter. But so I'd, I'd still I'd still say he's number two. And then if things go haywire, I mean you need a third center on your roster. So it's pretty much going to be long, I guess. Um, we'll see what he does today. Maybe he does leapfrog um, Harper for the number two center spot. So, but yeah, like you said, uh, and then Justin Anderson's another guy I kind of have my eye on. Gerald Henderson is probable today, which I don't like. That's kind of takes the gem out of my donut for that story. But uh, and Sauce Castillo had a good game on Saturday, so yeah. But yeah, we talked about Dario and Rocco, so I'm good to move on if you are. Yeah, sure. Okay, so a lot of you guys asked about like pickups and you know ULS. We talked about for a month and a half. Uh, we talked about Big Sauce a little bit. So people want to know who kind of the next crop is. So I guess we'll kind of you and I put like our own little list together. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of alternate or add how we feel and just go from there. So who do you write down first for a guy that's not on the radar now that may be on the radar by this time next week? Um, still intrigued by KJ McDaniels. Um, you know, if the, the Nets decide to unleash him at small forward, uh, Hollis Jefferson's playing a lot of four right now. So I think there's an opportunity there. Uh, we haven't quite seen it. The only I think he played minutes in the teens two games ago, but that was mostly due to uh, you know, the fact that it was a blowout and foul trouble and so forth. Um, but he's, you know, if he gets the minutes, he could absolutely help you, especially with defensive stats. He can hit some threes, uh, sort of a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Yep, yeah, especially blocks. Uh, he's, I think he's had, like, multiple four-block games, I want to say. I love KJ. When he was with the Sixers, man, that was my boy. Um, so yeah, so, so yeah I, I agree. Uh, and, yeah, Ronnie's playing, like, straight four. Uh, even when they didn't have really – um, they had no depth on one game at three. The day was no Karras, uh, and other guys were out. They still rolled Rondé straight four. Um, so, yeah, and then also Joe Harris is out indefinitely with a concussion and shoulder strain, so he's got a chance. Um, just quickly on the Nets, too. They are mathematically eliminated with a loss and a Pistons win today, if I'm not mistaken. So that it made me think the other day. They played Brook on a back-to-back. They played pretty much everyone on a back-to-back over the weekend. Karras, Booker. What I mean, Justin Hamilton was sick, quote-unquote. Uh, and he was a DMPCD the next day. So, did, I feel like that's like them playing is like the last hurrah. 
So I'm worried, man. I'm worried about rest. Maybe because I'm pessimistic and I'm always weary of rest. <laughs> uh, so what do you like? What do you? How do? You, what's your sense on this? I mean, I'm completely with you. Um, I don't think we're being uh, pessimists necessarily or being realists. The fact that Brooklyn's going nowhere fast. Yeah. They've been extremely cautious with Jeremy Lin and his hamstring injury. Um, his minutes are still limited. I don't see why guys like Lin, Booker, and you know Brook Lopez, why they would continue to play them down the stretch, particularly in back-to-back stretches. So yeah, I'm I'm also afraid. And uh, you know, in that vein, I think another guy to keep an eye on in Brooklyn is Justin Hamilton, the only true backup center that they have. Um, you know, he's been bad lately, to put it bluntly. But I think with Lopez being just an obvious shutdown risk. Um, I think Hamilton's at least worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, I agree. He's uh, been able to shoot the three. Uh, Quincy Acey's been somewhat sneakily good. Uh, they're not really feeling Andrew Nicholson, I don't think. I thought that was an interesting little pickup that they made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get that. But, uh, yeah, um, another guy I wrote down, obviously, is uh, Karis LeVert, who did play both games in the back-to-back. And like I said, he had surgery on his foot fracture over... 12 months ago. I think it was February 13th. So that's a, a three to four month injury usually, man. And obviously the Ben Simmons thing is odd and the situation. But I, I don't know. I feel like like he's not like a must own. And I want to see him play again. They did limit his minutes. What was it? 20 and 24 if I remember. Uh, yeah, 20 and 24. Played all right. Uh, his assists were up. Had matched his career high with six. So he's just someone I want to keep an eye on. That's my boy. Um, yeah, so I'll tie that in there. I'll go first on the next one. Uh, we t- we hinted at I think Steven Zimmerman's someone to watch because Biombo. I don't think Biombo is really a starter. Uh, they want to see what they have in Zimmerman. Zimmerman's a nice upside guy, high block rate, summer league, decent shooter, can do a little bit of everything. So he's like very deep. Just like keep an eye on him. We're talking like twenty team leagues here, maybe even deeper than that. But he's someone I think that I'm like we want, we're targeting like bad teams here. So the Magic are. The worst team in the Eastern Conference, not Kevin Brooklyn. Yeah, that's a good point. Every single player I wrote down is on a terrible team, <laughs> and those are the teams you got to target because those are the teams that are going to, you know, potentially turn loose their young guys, um, you know, and turn players who are clearly on your waiver wire into potential value. Um, Zimmerman, I agree, just kind of super deeply stash. But otherwise, just kind of keep an eye on him. Yep. Uh, so, who else you got? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, well, I mean, Zubats, we don't even have to talk about really. We've, we've been over that. Been a little down. Uh, I did have that quad contusion yesterday. I'm not, I'm probably going to start him. It sounded like, and they also hinted at, uh, a lineup change, which makes you think that it's going to be yes. Zubats. Yeah. Luke Walton said he might change his lineup for, in quotes, evaluation purposes. Uh, so you got to think Tarek Black's on the chopping block there. Um, Nick Young potentially could shift to the bench. So, yeah, I think Zubat's rest of season is pretty bright, and he's been bad enough that he might be floating on your waiver wire. Yeah. So if you need a center with some upside, uh, you know, and, and otherwise your waiver wire's been picked clean, uh, sure, go get him. Yeah, I like him a lot going forward. We've been fans. Um, another guy I wrote down was disappointing. Uh, I had high hopes for DeLon Wright on Saturday, and he let me down after that four-block game tied for the most by a Raptor. It's Ray for Alston, skipped to my Lou uh, for the and one peeps. But I, I like DeLon Wright. His his offense isn't there. Uh, he said mm-hmm. he was going to be aggressive, and he's not quite there. But I think he's going to be pretty good for steals and decent blocks and a little bit of threes. And I think his assists are going to be there. And I do like that he's trending up, playing some combo guard minutes next to Joseph. That didn't really go down on Saturday. 
uh, because they were trailing and they needed three pointers and all that stuff. So they didn't play him next to each other. So I like Delon. Yeah, he, he's fine. Um, I mean, Dwayne Casey loves his defense, and rightfully so. Uh, but I think what we see is what we're going to get. Um, Saturday was disappointing, which is, you know, one point in 11 minutes. He's, he's going to score single-digit points, so resign yourself to that fact if you want to pick him up. Um, not a lot of boards or assists, but, he, you know, he's, he's an okay, very low-end guy in deeper leagues. And then on, a, on the same token, Damari Carroll's questionable with an ankle injury. It didn't look too bad. He walked to the locker room under his own power over the weekend, did not return. So what about Norm? Uh, Norm and then also P.J. Tucker, who may start. They probably like Norm in that second unit for scoring purposes. Yeah, Tucker is a plug-and-play guy if Carroll's out. Certainly, why not? Um, he can he can do it in multiple categories, so even if he's not getting a high usage and scoring a lot, uh, he should return some value, and the Raptors aren't exactly overflowing with offensive options right yeah. now, so T- Tucker should uh, be a pretty solid option. Yeah, DeMar's getting doubled like crazy right now, so yeah. they, they need another guy to score. So I think I think Norm for DFS this week's going to be a pretty good option. Uh, and if he yeah, did score on this yeah. week, he's not too good for the non like the assists, the steals. Threes aren't that great, so he's going to be mostly scoring. So he's more DFS or points league, but I, I like him. Uh, anybody else you write down? Uh, just I'll just throw out some names. Uh, Mindaugas Kuzminskis. Uh, you know, Melo could be shut down at some point. Uh, Scal uh, was pretty bad yesterday. I mean, he, well, I shouldn't say bad. He didn't get an opportunity to play two minutes off the bench. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's still on the radar in deep leagues. Yep, no, I agree. Uh, I wrote down Chase and Randall uh, for, this, for the same reason. I had Kuzminskis down as well. Um, Knicks aren't good, man. Uh, they're sitting at number six lottery spot. They're also tied with, the, believe it or not, the Pelicans with, the, with that seven spot. Sacramento's right. That that whole little group is crazy. Um, the, so let me see here. Basically, between for four, uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams within two games of each other uh, in the lottery t- ranking. So that's and then also the, um, the maybe the Suns get in the mix too. So. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for the Knicks to tank it up hard. They need another player out there, especially with this. Um, they need a point guard, and apparently it's a good point guard class from everything I've seen. Um, so, yeah, and then other than that, that's pretty much all the guys. I wrote Justin Anderson down uh, in case they shut down Joe Henderson. Uh, I thought he was going to be – he was another letdown Saturday. Him and DeLon Wright were letdowns uh, when mm-hmm. Sauce went off. So Okay, so let's get to your questions here. Uh, Jimmy Pop is asking – uh, who are you adding here for the next week? Scalabissier, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, and Thabo Cephalosha. So I think he's asking about the – he's in a head-to-head playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't trust Scal in that situation. Uh, you know, coming off a two-minute performance, uh, just kind of rule them out in the playoffs. Uh, I'd probably go with Thabo. You just want a known quantity. You want someone who's – you know, he, he could win you steals – uh, hands down, he's not going to hurt you anywhere. Uh, Hollis Jefferson's not a bad option, but I think I'd just take the safe uh, Cephalosha play. Yeah, uh, let me count some games. One, two, three, four for Brooklyn, and do, do. I think four for the Hawks as yeah, well. Yeah, four for Hawks. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like you said, it, just look at what you need. I know you said value stats equally. And I don't really trust Thabo all the way because he's going to be matchup dependent on who he's facing. Uh, if it's like a good... A good wing, he'll play like if it's LeBron or Paul George or whatever, then it's something to watch. And you look at who they're playing. They're playing Golden State. They're playing Brooklyn. 
They're playing the Raptors, so that's a big game for him against the Rosen and then the Grizzlies. So he's got two good ones and then one two bad two semi bad ones. So yeah, I'd probably go Edge Thabo, but it's close. Especially like if, if you like if you think your team's good, then Thabo. If your team's bad and you want more upside, probably Rondé. It's close. Yeah, and Thabo's minutes have been north of thirty one for three straight games, which is also a big big reason I would lean toward him. For sure. Okay, so moving on, uh, we got uh, Dammit Ryan is asking, uh, are we worried about Trevor Ariza heading into the <laughs> fantasy playoffs? We've seen Lou Williams kind of affect guys. Ryan Anderson's been somewhat hot, had a bad game the last time. Uh, Ariza was rolling earlier in the season. He's cool. He, he pulled like a reverse. It's usually Ariza's bad in November, December, and then it gets hot in January, February, March, April. Um, so where, where do you feel about Ariza going forward? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm worried only because uh, not so much, um, you know, the Lou Williams effect or anything like that, because Ariza's a low usage guy anyway. He's 14.4% on the season. Uh, and since the break, he's at 13.9. So not a huge change. Um, it's more just the fact that he's not making any of his shots, mm-hmm. uh, which is shocking because the Rockets offense generates so many open looks and Ariza basically just has to stand in the corner. Uh, and catch and shoot, but he's shooting 30% in his past six games. So, you know, that hurts his, his three-pointers, which are a huge source of his value. And to compound the problem, his defensive stats are down. So it's kind of a double blow for his owners. Um, I mean, he's hurting you right now. So if, if the fantasy playoffs are this week, you have to legitimately, you know, survey your options and think about is there someone, you know, hot right now because Ariza is ice cold. So cold. Uh, one thing I'm looking up right now that you mentioned that. So on wide open three pointers, which usually I want to say he's like forty something percent in his last fifteen games, thirty one percent. When he's wide open, that means a defender six plus feet away. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, it's tough. I mean, it's Trevor Reza. He's got four games. I mean, if I'm benching him for someone, it's got to be for someone like good. Like a guy that I have a lot of confidence in. Uh, I'm not. I'm not as worried as you are. But like you said, the minutes are there. They need him for defense. I, I think. So. I, t- I still think he's gonna be okay. It just comes down to making shots or not. Um, yeah. And yeah. I know we gotta speed through these last questions. But uh, on a related note, what are we doing with Thaddeus Young, who's who's oh. similarly just just brutally cold? His wrist injury is hurting him. Do you, you gotta bench him? Right. He's hurt. Yeah. They played C.J. Miles more. Uh, Glenn Robinson had that big shot on Sunday. Yeah, he's a bench man. Uh, he's clearly yeah. said he's bothered by this thing, so yeah, he's a pretty obvious bench right now. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, cool. So we'll zip through these, like you said. Um, Belkel backs asking, is it time to drop Mason Plumley and add Marvin Williams or Corey Joseph? Add Marvin Williams right now. Marvin Williams has been fantastic. I think third round in his last ten games or so has been great percentages. Threes are up, rebounds are up. Uh, no more Frank Kaminsky has no backup basically. So yeah, I love Marvin Williams going forward. Yeah, I mean, the question is, is it time to drop Mason Plumlee? Yeah. The time to was when he was traded. Yeah. Um, yeah, please, yeah. go get Marvin. All right, so Mikey Vasquez is asking, uh, a dynasty for two. Rod, Rodney Hood, Joseph Nurkic, TJ Warren, and Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I, I'm going to go with TJ Warren and Nurkic, actually, out of this group. Um, yeah. Nurkic is just 22 years old, and... He's looked really good in Portland. I think he's going to get every opportunity to to thrive in big minutes. Um, so I, I think he's worth rolling the dice on, even though I've never been his his biggest fan. He's he's kind of grown on me. Yeah, 
I agree, 100%. Um, yeah, he's looked freaking awesome, man. Terry Stotts, the, the big man god, he can turn big men. Mason Plumlee was not very good before he got to, when he was with the Nets. He was a you know good rebounder, good rim and run, run the rim man, but he's been, uh, Justin Nurkic is first in screen assists since the break, and he may have got yeah. past this weekend. Um, yeah, he looks good. Uh, so I'm with you there. Um, this one's easy. Uh, all right, so we got an easy one. Drop Okafor for Hood. Drop Okafor for, like, anyone. <laughs> what are you, yeah, what are your that's, that's that's straightforward. Uh, yeah. The answer is yes. Yep. Okay. So we'll move on. Uh, Wally Scott's got a good question for a keeper. Uh, he's looking for. He's got KD. And he wants to keep two of the following: Jimmy Butler for a second rounder, Gordon Hayward for a sixth rounder, and CJ McCollum for a ninth rounder. CJ is the easy one. I'm sure yeah. you agree. Um, so Jimmy for a six or Hayward for? I'm sorry, Jimmy for a second or Hayward for a sixth? Uh, it's closer. To- I mean, I don't, I don't see a clear cut like you have to do one or the other, but I'm kind of inclined to grab Hayward in the sixth, uh, which is probably two to three rounds later than his actual value. Uh, Jimmy in the second is fine, but that's closer. You know, it's probably going to be a late first round, early second round guy anyway. So I think you're just getting more value if you grab Hayward, you know, in the middle rounds. Totally agree. I can't. I, I everything you said. <laughs> so Joey B's asking a good question. Jonas Nader and I were talking about this the other day uh, after Nurk went, what, 13 and 15 from the field <laughs> over the weekend. Where are we taking Jokic next year? Um, I, I'll start. I, I was saying like 7-8. Uh, I mean, there's really like a big five that you really can't talk me out of. Um, I mean, Giannis is clearly there. Cat's clearly there. That's probably 1-2 right now. Cat 1, Giannis 2. Is that, is that where you're at on that one real fast? You're saying if overall? Like if we're draft, yeah, if you had the first pick next year, who are you taking number one? I'd probably take Cat, yeah, yeah. to be perfectly honest. So good. Uh, I've said the stat for like a month now, but he's been over 42% since every game since January 7th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just crazy how consistent he is. He's been number one player since. Um, but yeah, yeah Ka- I mean, Kawhi's got to be in there. Harden's got to be in there. And then is one of, I mean, Westbrook, obviously a cat, but... He's right in there. He's in that Westbrook, Jokic, um, it'd be Curry. I think we still got to put in there. I mean, Durant's a little yeah. bit older now, so I think Durant's a little bit riskier to take. Uh, CP3 falls probably. I mean, yeah. he's getting older and missed some games this year. Yeah, he's right there in that little tier. Um, yeah. What about, and then Isaiah Thomas is a, a pod for another day. Yeah. Cousins. Uh, well, I don't like yeah. Cousins anymore. So basically, was... in, t- in terms of Jokic, I say. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think late first round, somewhere in the yeah. eight to twelve range, something like that. Yeah, like that. Like we said, that top five is pretty firm, but you can make a case for him at six. And he and big man a little tougher to pick up late, so he looks good, man. Uh, okay, so last question. Uh, Cam's asking a dynasty question: Big Sauce or Willie Cauley Stein? Oh, this is a dynasty question. Yeah. In Dynasty, or... I think I'm going to go with Cauley Stein. Yeah, I just think Sacramento's got more invested in him as a as a lottery pick. Was he number six pick? I think. Um, I think he's got all the tools to be a really good player. Uh, Alan Williams, you know, very undersized at center. Uh, not sure that Phoenix really views him as like their franchise center going forward. But he's been awesome, and I think for rest of season value, I'd, I'd take Big Sauce because he's yeah. the dude's a double double machine in like 24 minutes a game. I don't know. It's close. Like I, I think I'm with you for now, but I could see that changing. 
Because Len and Big Sauce are both restricted free agents. It's crazy. They may let Len go and keep Williams. Um, just how good. And also, I think he's more likely to stay, too. He's a Phoenix guy. His mom's the chief of police in Phoenix, Yeah, that's by the true. Way. He loved this. So I think he'll want to stay. He's more likely to stay than Len is. Um, so if one's going to go, like I think Len is... Um, we've seen Big Sauce. If he can get 20 minutes, he's straight. I think he can next year. So. Do you think that uh, Williams? Yeah, I know you live near Phoenix and you know watch all the Suns games. Do you see him as a potential starting center on a on a playoff contending team? No. Yeah, I, I that's what him. I thought. He's a career backup, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, we've seen career backups put up numbers, man. Sure. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be pretty solid. You know, 21, 22 minutes a game for the next four or five years, and he'll probably, his career will probably fall off the cliff because he's such a bigger guy. But, yeah, man, what a, what a story that guy is. Okay. All right, so we're out of here on that. Uh, you guys enjoy your week. Good luck if you're in the playoffs. Good luck if you're not in the playoffs. And uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Ryan. You got it, Mike. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.